That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine, the show that teaches you how to survive the things that could kill you. Like nuclear war, biting spiders, or car crashes? Yes, and the things that just make you wish you were dead. Like calling your teacher mommy or middle school or mean girls? Oh, those are horrible. Let's just play the song. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Hi, Christine. How are you doing? Hey. Why are you staring off at a 45-degree angle? You're freaking me out. Are you seeing little fairies? What's I was, happening? I was getting ready to... De- well, I was trying to decide if I wanted to tell you this embarrassing thing Oh, yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, okay. Now you have to. All right. So, I don't think this has ever happened before. I mean, certainly not at this podcast, but like in my life, I'm trying to decide if I've done this. I didn't brush my teeth. You just forgot. Yeah, it's so weird because it's so ingrained into my little morning routine. Yeah. But something changed in the morning routine, which was we were all running late. And so mm. I grabbed my my toast and my banana, my coffee and my orange juice, and I took it with me to the bathroom and sort of was eating it while I was preparing to get into the shower. Like a rom-com? <laughs> Did you brush your you like brush your teeth and on the toilet and I, and like eat your sandwich in the shower? My life is a rom com, yeah. Danielle. I don't know if I've established that right. yet. A rom com where I'm Sandra Bullock and I'm always tripping and getting yeah. hurt. Yeah. Um, my teeth aren't as good as hers, but we'll get there. Yeah. As well, soon as the, not at this rate, you're not well, without brushing them. No, that's a good point. I meant I was going to get them all replaced with better teeth. Oh, I like your teeth. Oh. I do. I have a mint. Would you like a mint? Yes. Okay. You can. You can, you don't have to give it to me right now, but. Um, or you can. So anyway, normally I get my toothbrush and oh my God, Garen, what? Look what oh, Garen Gar- has. Does Garen have? He has Golden Girl mints. Oh my God. Blanche's Southern Charm mints. <laughs> Those are for after you've, after you've blown a guy or something? <laughs> I mean, 
That's why she wouldn't eat That this. was not part of my morning routine, no. by the way. Um, Thank God. That would be an announcement. Yeah. Anyway, normally start brushing my teeth, yeah. get into the shower, finish brushing my teeth in the shower. Don't most people do that? Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Do you do like a, I'm sorry, that was like a long moment of silence because I'm trying to imagine. Do you do like a long two minute brush? Is that why you yeah. have to do it in two parts? Well, I two lo- different locations? I start and then I turn on the shower. The shower's uh-huh. kind of getting heated up. I'm still brushing my teeth. Uh-huh. And then if I'm still brushing my teeth, I'm then I get into the shower, finish brushing my teeth, letting the hot water just so, soak okay. over me and make me feel good while I finish. Oh, okay. Place the toothbrush, you know, back onto the charger. Well, wait, you bring an electric toothbrush into the yeah, shower? Yeah, it's is that it's not dangerous? No, it's fine. Um Wait, you have a charger in the shower? No, it's on the counter right next to my shower. I open the little glass door, put it back on oh, the charger. Oh, okay. But because I was like working on my toast instead of brushing my teeth, put my toast down, got in the shower, came out, and then I was like, well, I, I just, in my head, I'd already brushed my right. teeth. And so I moved on with my day. I was drinking coffee. You know, once coffee taste is in your mouth, yes. you're like, well, I have a bad taste in my mouth. So right, that's it's coffee. normal. Yeah. Right. Got, you know, on the freeway, and I was like, oh, yeah. no. Um, I have a question for you. I'm ready. Before we get into today's topic. Let's do it. Um, So I need to get my hair cut and uh colored and um i was trying to remember the name of my salon and i was like oh right it's that pun it's right it's a pun that's how i remembered it it's called and i don't know if it's supposed to be a pun and it didn't occur to me until like the second time i'd, I'd only been there twice yes. i think and the second time i was there i was like oh it's called salon dion do you think it's supposed to be a pun on Celine Dion, or am yes. I making that up? No, I you think, do. I you think, think it's supposed to be a pun? Yes, it has to be. It, yeah, it has to be right? right. What else could but it be a pun so, on? But why would you name a hair place? Well, unless unless whoever started is named Dion, but possibly I, I, I've got to ask. I you almost do. went back in and asked last time, and I lost my well, nerve. You're going in, right? I'm going. I've got to make an appointment. I got to ask Salon Dion, but yeah. it helps me remember. Is it, it because spelled like her last name? I don't know. No. Well, how does she spell her last name? D-I-O-N? I think D-I-O-N. No, it's D-I-O-N-N-E. But it still could be a pun because that could be the person's name but thought it was a clever or it could just be a coincidence. It's going to drive me crazy, you whatever it is. You have to find out. Speaking of puns. Yeah. I went past, there's a nail salon. It might be in Highland Park. It might not. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay. It's called Nail to the Rescue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How is that a pun? It's not. Okay, right? Maybe it was lost in translation. But the thing I'm thinking is like all they have to do is change the two to like toe. They could say nail toe at least. Nail toe the rescue? Nail toe. Yeah, like toe. I f- <laughs> <laughs> No? Does that mean? Well, then it should just be toe the rescue. Like nail. Toe the rescue. It shouldn't even be nail because that just clouds I mean, like, it up. What is two like... Is there a pun that's something to the rescue? No. So there's no reason for it to be called nail, nail to, to the, the rescue. rescue. No, I think it I makes think it's something lost in translation. Okay, it's making me crazy because in the same way where I was like, yeah, driving past it, going, wait, what's you mean, that? You may need to go inside and ask <laughs> who will I talk to and get <laughs> get into a really confusing conversation. confusing conversation that won't lead anywhere. I mean. They're just going to tell me to pick a color, and then that's going to be the scope of our conversation. Oh, my God. Nail to the rescue. Are we ready to get into today's topic? Let's get there. This is a relatable one, guys. 
This is how to survive. It's not about a yacht. It's not about a pirate. <laughs> it's not about how to survive, you know, a balloon crash. It's how to survive a car accident. Oh, balloon crash is a good idea, uh, though. You know, that might be a good one. Oh, right? Yeah, we might have to do a hot balloon air crash. balloon crash. I'm yeah. going to go on a hot, hot air balloon. I wonder if I'd get nauseated. I almost did when I was in Australia. Yeah? I signed up for it. Okay. With some woman I'd met. I mean, we were kids, really, but like traveling. And then uh, we did it. Like we signed up like while we were drunk and then Perfect. we're supposed to get on it at like four in the morning because they take off, you know, like, wow. so you see the sunrise oh. and then by like one in the morning I'd sobered up and I was like, I am not getting in a hot air balloon. I'm not a person who wants to be in a hot air balloon. Really? I canceled. Yeah. Oh, I think I, I, think, I don't think it would scare me, but you, I don't know. You can do this. Yeah, I could do this. You should. Yeah, maybe I will. Cause I'm not going to jump out of a plane or anything. Okay, I'm going to give you some statistics about car crashes. More than 30,000 people die every year in crashes in the United States. That's that's quite a lot. Yeah. The U.S. traffic fatality rate is 12.4 deaths per 100,000 inhabitants. An additional 4.4 million are injured seriously enough to require medical attention. Road crashes are the leading cause of death in the U.S. for people aged 1 to 54. But we should all be afraid of flying. Right. The, the economic and societal impact of road crashes costs U.S. citizens $871 billion with a B. Wow. Road crashes cost the U.S. more than $380 million in direct medical costs. The U.S. suffers the most road crash deaths of any high-income country, about 50% mm. higher than similar countries in Western Europe, Canada, Australia, and Japan. Why? 50% higher? Well, I don't I don't know, maybe because we're more dense than a lot of those countries, although we're not. I don't know. Well, we have a lot more surface area than a lot of those countries, so there's going to be more people and more cars. You know what? We also don't have a robust uh, public transportation system anywhere. Right. We're like very car culture. You go to Europe, a lot of people ride bicycles yeah, and take right. trains and I mean, it doesn't explain over Canada. Although Canada has a lot of... They're nicer. They probably drive... Yeah, they They just, don't drive like assholes in giant yeah. trucks like... They just stay at those four-way stops and then no one ever goes. They just they're constantly just like, no, waiting for the other... No, you go. No, you go. No, you go. Listen, you, speaking of that, yeah. I'm going to just interrupt just to say sure. a case in point. Yeah. Just yesterday, mm -hmm. my son was in the car with his little friend on a play date okay. with uh, their uh, babysitter going okay. to play mini golf Though they they got in an argument, the woman driving with another woman over a parking spot. Oh, so the Benji's uh, car pulled in. Uh huh. The other woman got mad about this, hit the car on purpose. What? Yeah, with she knew there were children <gasps> in the car, and then took off in You're the car. You're kidding me. So this is how Americans drive. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not kidding. Did she get her license or anything? Yeah. She got her license The police plate? came, and she's going to get in trouble, and it's a whole thing. But, like... What kind of a sicko does yes, that? Over a parking spot. Over a parking spot? Yeah. I mean, maybe for Disneyland, but this is just yeah, mini, go mini golf. golf. Oh, there are plenty of spaces. It wasn't even a really amazing mini golf place. You take that back. All mini golf places are amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're right. Actually, we, we do, we are a mini golf family. 
that's obnoxious to say. But anyway, um, that's how you identify. <laughs> that's how we identify. <laughs> what to do before a car accident? Wear your seatbelt. In an accident, a seatbelt can mean life or death. So this is absolutely the best thing you can do to survive a car crash. Seatbelts reduce serious car crashes, car crash injuries and deaths by about half. 50%. My mom made us wear seatbelts before it was even the law. Like, I, I, can't, I can't fathom being in a car and not wearing a seatbelt. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> You're riding around on your dad's lap. Pretty much. Yeah. But I would never not wear a seatbelt now. That's insane. Right. Drive the safest car you can afford. Manufacturers continue to make cars safer every year, introducing new features like automatic braking and lane departure warnings. Uh, I have that. I have like, you know, oh, there's, you know. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, I have a lot of, I have a lot of beeps. I have a beep mm-hmm. for the car in front of you is leaving. Um, in other words, if you're like looking down at your phone, oh, it's yeah. like, hey, jackass, someone is leaving in front of you. It's time to hit the gas. Question about that. Yeah. Because we just had a rental car over the weekend that does that. And um, because we, Sven was just in a car accident. I didn't know that. So he had a rental. Boy, the the uh, luck it, just continues well, in your family. He, a woman just sideswiped the side of our Honda. Oh, shit. So he, it, luckily, I mean, at least it wasn't his fault. Yeah. So we had a rental car over the weekend while his car was getting repaired, a full electric, which we enjoyed. Oh. And uh, it was one of those cars that if you're like looking at your phone and the car goes in front of you, like you just said, the only thing that kind of freaks me out about that is that then are we all just becoming less observant drivers because the car is doing everything for you? Um, I would also like kind of steered for him a little bit when he had it in cruise control so that he could have. It would it would beep if you took your hands off the wheel. Uh-huh. But when your hands were on the wheel and you had it in cruise control, the car would steer. Well, what's the point then? What's the point of having your hands on the wheel if it's going to steer? Because it, it wasn't fully self-driving. Yeah, like, but what's... But it wanted you to still be... Jesus. So I'm fascinated by all the things that cars do for us now, but I'm also like a little freaked out that yeah. we're just like completely checked out. Yeah. Okay, this one I like. Because this is not something... Obviously, you're going to, you know, buy the safest car and wear your seatbelt this i had not thought of store potential projectiles anything can become a projectile during a crash rocks collected on a hike you know how you as an adult collect rocks on a hike the biggest i um, can find you well i always have those rocks in my backpack because, oh, yeah, of, the because of the bears and the, co- and and the, the cougars mountain and lions, yeah, yeah. Mountain. um sports equipment mm. your laptop an overnight bag your go bag if you're a oh. paranoid mountain person. Or just a person who lives in California who should yeah. have a go bag in their trunk. Right. Seemingly harmless items can become dangerous when flung across your car at a high rate of speed. Mac eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That could totally be a projectile. Yeah. In, in like, your eyeball? Yeah. You, don't, you want it under the eye. Oh, don't put a, eyeliner, eyeliner oh, under your eye. I do. You do? I line my eye. You do? You, you, under think... the, you line the bottom? Yeah, down here. Oh. You don't think that looks bad? It it doesn't look bad on you at all. When I do it, I look like 90s crazy, like... Maybe you're not using the right color. I have to, or otherwise my eyes just look... They disappear. Oh. Unless you, I do top you, eyeliner. You tell me if you think it looks bad. No, no, no. You always look beautiful. I think you look fantastic. Okay, well, then I guess I'm not but doing... But I used to do it on the bottom and on the top, and um, I, it looked ridiculous. I do the bottoms, usually not the top. Okay, I call it wraparound eyeliner. When well, it's on I know. The I, I mean, it's. I have. Listen, 
I know what you mean. Like when it's inside. Oh, never inside. That's what I used to do. Never inside. But I used to do that. Like it's like when I was in eighth grade. Yeah. And you're like, I used to do black, you know, because I would be like, I'm going to kick your ass. Oh, you were that girl. You were the scary girl in the gym who used to take a lighter to their eyeliner. Did you do that? I sat next to her. I mean, that was my best friend. But like, I was. Those girls scared the crap out of me. Oh, I was that girl. Yeah. Okay. Um, Even a can of soup in your grocery bag (laughs) has the potential to turn fatal when it's flying at 60 miles an hour in a car crash. You know what? If I get killed by a can of soup, I'm going to be pissed. It better be a non-light sodium light calorie soup. It better at least be like a cream of tomato or something. Cans of soup. Soup in a can tastes terrible. Oh, that's how I eat all my soups. What are you making homemade soup? Yes. Oh, for God's sake. Okay. Do your best. <laughs> I have I have made a couple of soups, but it's not like a regular thing. Do your best to travel light, removing all unnecessary objects from your car every time you get home. Well, also, don't people have trunks? Well, yes, but you, you certainly seen cars where people just have shit in their cars. Oh, yeah, mine. Oh, okay. So when traveling with objects that could become projectiles carefully stow them in your trunk covered back storage area or in wells behind seats i didn't really understand that part wells behind seats it's, are they talking about like the floor maybe? the floor i feel like they're talking about suvs or something yeah i don't know what those are consider using a cargo cover or a net to secure items in the back of suvs and minivans note that unsecured passengers and pets are potential projectiles as well oh yeah that's why they want you to strap your dog in we don't yes. we don't do that well she's so big would she fly i mean <sighs> I guess maybe that's a better reason to strap. I don't know. I'm thinking of all those L.A. dogs that are just little. Yeah, those little tiny. Yeah. Shoot around your. Yeah, she's pretty big. Invest in an auto survival tool and a first aid kit. (gasps) Yeah. Keep a seatbelt cutter and glass breaker handy in your vehicle at all times. Our, Our audience already knows that. Okay, what to do during a car accident. Trust your anti-lock brake system. Most vehicles today come equipped with anti-lock brakes, a system that will pump brakes faster than you're able to than you're able to in order to slow down your vehicle efficiently. If you need to brake quickly, just hold your brakes firmly and allow the anti um, lock brakes to pump your brakes for you. I don't need to do it with my foot. Right. I just put my foot down and, and, and it's yes. going to go bump, bump, bump. Yeah, bump. I don't even know if I realize that. I you may that. feel the pedal vibrate so that you know it's working. Oh. Um, the system works best when your wheels are pointed straight forward. No anti-lock brakes. This is what you do if you have a car without anti-lock brakes. If your car lacks anti-lock brakes, you need to pump the brakes to keep the car under control. If you slam on the brakes, your car will start to skid and you will lose control. You cannot steer a vehicle when the brakes are locked. Press firmly, then release. If you feel the tires start to skid, release the brakes before steering. So very good to know if you don't have them. I mean, most people aren't in cars that don't have any Right, but I mean, if you have an old car, yeah. we've learned on the story, people, I mean, on this, we've learned on the story. I call the show our stories. The story. The stories. I've learned on this show that people drive extremely old cars. That's true. People, so, people like, you know, collectible muscle cars. Well, yeah, or you just, you know, you've had a car for 20 years because it still works. So, okay. This is what to do. Okay, now, in an accident, slow down. Speed is one of the most dangerous factors in any accident. The faster you or the other vehicle is going, the more of an impact there will be. If you see an accident coming, do your best to minimize speed. On the other hand, consider acceleration. No, why? In an accident, more speed is often the last thing you want to add to the equation. But 
In some situations, it's the right choice. If it is possible for you to speed up and get out of the way, oh, I this see. is smart action to take. I'm sure we've all done that. Like, we're yeah. around something, yeah. Remain in, con- con- sorry. Remain in control or regain control of your vehicle. If your car starts to skid steer in the direction of... The, the skid. St- the, yep. the, so the ski. <laughs> the school game. Avoid braking or pressing the accelerator until your tires regain traction. Always keep a firm grip on the wheel and do your best to remain calm. Obviously, you're going to stay super yes. calm through this. Avoid sudden movements. Obviously. Obviously. Avoid sudden movements. <laughs> Karen's cracking up. <laughs> Respond quickly but smoothly to potential accidents. Avoid jerking your steering wheel. Or slamming on the brakes unless it is obviously necessary, as these actions could cause you to lose control of the vehicle. So this is like a moment-by-moment decision. Yeah. Do I slam on the brakes? Do I jerk the steering wheel? I mean, I guess you never... Well, you want to jerk the steering wheel if you... Quickly need to avoid. uh, Avoid, and you know there's nothing on the other side. Yes. I mean, that's the thing that's difficult, that like if you're about to slam into something... Yeah. But you you jerk the wheel, you could make things worse. Right. Like if you're in Ohio... Yeah. And you're about to slam into a deer. Yeah. You don't want to jerk your wheel. You hit the deer. Really? Yes. That's what they teach you? That's what they teach you is you, to smear the deer. Oh, my God. Did you make that up? I I didn't. It's that's a, a thing. Is that a bumper a, sticker? And is that the state motto of It's, of it's actually the state. Ohio. It's the flag. Smear the deer. And it's yeah. on their license plates. And it's just a bloody and deer. And car- carnage of a deer is behind the numbers uh-huh. of your license plate. And it's the top right. it's Ohio, smear the deer. Right. Yeah. Wow. And um, because why? Because, because you're more likely to crash into, into another car. car because that'll put more people have in you danger. Ever, have you ever had a hit a deer? I haven't. Thank goodness. I mean, I they, don't know if I could live with. I mean, obviously you live with yourself, but I mean, that would be really, really, really hard. Well, it's I mean, it's hard on your car, too. <laughs> I'll hold a vigil for my car. <laughs> Your car was sent to a farm up north <laughs> where it's living a gas-free life. Just running around the grassy plains. Oh, my God. If I killed a deer. Oh, my God. And then the worst is if it's not totally dead. And then what the hell do you do? Well, you get your rifle and you shoot oh it Oh, my head. God. This is, they didn't teach us this in my Sherman Oaks grade school. Um, <laughs> Okay. Aim for the object that will do the least damage. I guess this is where the Ohio thing comes in. If hitting something is inevitable, do your best to steer toward an area that is likely to cause less damage. That means if you have a choice, steer for the bushes rather than on oncoming traffic. That's all yeah. pretty self-explanatory. Well, remember the woman we talked about who plunged 800 feet? Yes. In her car to the water because she was swerving to avoid like hitting a small animal. Mm-mm. Hit the small animal. Hit the small animal. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. nice that she did that. I'm not saying like I she's know, a bad but person. I'm sure she regrets it. Yeah. Sometimes you just do it uh, like automatically. Yeah. You don't. You're not like oh. You're just like oh no. I don't. I don't want to hit that thing. And your brain isn't even figuring out what it is yet. Yeah. You know. You're just swerving and like I've swerved to hit avoid hitting a trash bag before. Because I just didn't know what it was. <laughs> well, because you're a fan of American uh, beauty, American beauty, American beauty. And you knew the significance of that trash bag. The bag, yeah. I was like, that's beautiful. Yeah. 
stay in a normal driving position. I found this interesting. Hunching, ducking, or anything that moves you out of the normal driving position can make your injuries worse. As vehicle safety systems are designed to protect you in this position. They want you to like watch your posture. Shoulders back. Yeah. Ten and two. That's right. That's how they put the crash test dummies. So they probably have done a lot of Yeah, um, right, 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 right. So it hits in the right place. Yeah. Ducking can cause your head to hit the steering wheel or dashboard and get you too close to the airbag as it deploys. Moving your arms in front of your steering wheel could put them in the way of your airbag as well. Oh. Stay upright and hold the steering wheel for best protection. Garen that looks I would not like he's known. about to be in a car accident right now. He's The idea of breaking arms with an airbag is nauseating. Hmm. What about killing a deer? Is that nauseating to you? Not as much? It's, You're from Michigan. No. It's, it's still gross. Yeah. Even after an accident has passed, you may not be out of danger. Rubberneckers, fire, and injuries that are not yet apparent are still quite dangerous. Get help and stay safe with these tips. I was thinking of the guy who was who got out of his car only to be hit with the, with yes. the tour bus. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Call 911 for help as soon as you can. Call authorities to help attend to your emergency. This will ensure that you get medical attention and clear the accident as soon as possible. Assess whether it's safe to leave your vehicle. Your car may be the safest place to be even after a crash. I think your instinct might be to get out, but they're saying exactly this for this reason with the yeah. guy with the yes. with the tour bus. Getting out on the highway where there may be rubberneckers or while other vehicles are crashing around you in a multiple, multiple vehicle pileup can put you in serious danger if you've exited the car. Assess whether there is moving traffic and if you have injuries that might require you to stay still. You could have internal injuries that yes. you might just need to not move. Yeah. Yeah, you might just... I mean, I don't know how you assess that, but I guess I just either. do that. Leave if it is safe to do so, but remember that the safest place to be may be in your seat, with your seatbelt still fastened. Reduce the risk of fire. Turn off your engine. Okay. Which is good, because yeah. you may not even think to do that. I don't know if I would. Do not smoke. Oh, but that's when I'm I really going right? to. I know, right? That's when you're going to want to. And do not allow anyone else to smoke. The accident may have resulted in a leak of flammable materials such as gas. But what if I, what if my car's going to blow up? Shouldn't I get out in case my well, car blows up? Yes, yes. But they're just saying, they're just saying, check around, make sure there isn't a tour bus rounding the bend that's going to hit you. Okay. Or that you have life's threatening injuries that if you move. But yes, of course you should. I think the rule is get out if it's safe, light up. Okay. But don't light up too close to the car. My car probably won't spontaneously combust. Yes. Also, don't flick that cigarette into the car. But that's satisfying. It is satisfying. And if it blows up, run away in slow motion. I'll only be able to run away in slow motion. Right. Right. Due to my internal injuries. Well, uh, yes. And also, you've lost your legs (laughs) in this accident. (laughs) So you're just going to be crawling. Um, Apply first aid. Find your first aid kit and attend to any injuries that you can handle until emergency services arrive. Okay. I'm now going to tell you about a story about a crazy car accident. I love stories. It's not actually a car. It's a uh, like a trailer. Like a, a, a home what do they call it? RV? Yeah, like an RV. Recreational vehicle. Yeah. My motor home. Okay. I'm going to tell you a story from August 2004. It's told in the first person, so <laughs> buckle up. Buckle up. Also, I couldn't verify that this was true, but I don't really know why anyone would lie about this. So I tried. I really did try to research this to find it in a local newspaper of the time in the place, but I couldn't find it. 
probably because accidents are very, very frequent, as we learned. Okay, August 2004, picture it. 2004. Oh, I remember that. No one knows what COVID is. No one knows about Trump being president yet. No one knows about succession. Oh my God, I feel sad about that. What a horrible time. We we weren't even mad about Sarah Palin yet. No, we weren't. We were so innocent then. Right. This was Bush too, right? 2004? We were so naive. So naive. We thought he was the worst president ever. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. My family, parents, two older brothers, and myself were on our way back from a family reunion. We rented the 28-foot-long motorhome. Uh, it says you see above, but clearly you don't see it because Mm-mm. there's no picture. But I can picture it. Yes. Around 10 p.m., we were crossing into Minnesota on I-90 eastbound. Seven miles inside the state line, we wrecked. A drunk driver tried overtaking us in the left lane. He veered off the road and into the median. Coming back onto the highway, he overcorrected, contacting the RV on the driver's side. Much like the police pit maneuver, what, do you, I don't know what that means. That's when they like tap the back of the car and it spins out. Oh, on purpose so that yeah, it stops. so they stop it, yeah. Okay, okay. This caused our vehicle to lose control. That makes sense, oh. especially since it's so big. When the front tires hit the soft, grassy median, they dug in. Remember, this is 28 feet long. The top-heavy RV flipped over oh, uh. and slid 150 feet on its roof. Oh, God. Just imagine. That's so loud. For 150 feet. Oh, boy. The drunk driver, meanwhile, fled the scene. Yeah. Probably on his way to mini golf. Yep. And get more booze. Yeah. Drunk mini golf. He was caught after the first responders got to us 30 miles down the road road Mm -hmm. i was caught 30 miles away my dad was trapped in the cab upside down whoa he had a minor scratch across his forehead and nothing else that's good everyone else in our family was ejected from the vehicle whoa just imagine people being flung from an rv oh man i was the second luckiest i was asleep on the couch behind the passenger seat when the wreck happened i woke up inches from the asphalt with a small cut on the bottom of my chin that required three stitches well that from what i understand Every man gets to a point where they have a cut on their chin and they have a scar. Every single man I've ever known has a cut on their chin. Okay. Both of my brothers were in bed above the cab. The only thing we can figure is that um, as the RV rolled, it peeled back like a sardine can. (sighs) My oldest brother had a gash on the back of his head that required three surgical staples. My other brother and my mom were in the worst condition. My brother had internal lacerations and a mostly destroyed liver. My mom at the time was asleep. I don't think his mom at the time. I think he's, she's still his mom. Okay. He didn't disown I think her. he's just saying at the time of the crime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my, mom mom the was, <laughs> my mom was asleep in the bed in the back of the RV. She was found 50 feet in front of the wreck, having been thrown the entire distance. 50 feet. Feet. Oh. That's like a puma. That's as far as a puma can jump. Yeah. Right? Unless 40 mo- Wait, feet. Is his mom a puma? His mom might be a puma, which is why he disowned her. I might have uh, screwed up some of the details of the story. She sh- suffered a shattered pelvis, a broken back, two broken legs, several broken ribs, oh. and a broken eye socket. Isn't that exactly what would yes, happen? That the mother course. gets the brunt of the yes. fucking... Right? Always. She just wanted a minute of rest while yep. those two are arguing and the dad doesn't know where he's going. And then all she wanted, I'm just going to lay down in the back for a few minutes. But poor mom. It makes me want to cry. The first responders told us that this is the kind of wreck when they're where they're picking up body parts. I'm not a religious man, but the fact that we all survived is nothing short of a miracle. 
My oldest brother, my dad, and myself were discharged from the hospital the following morning. My other brother was in the ICU for two weeks, but recovered quickly and was discharged. My mom, being the worst injured, underwent hours of surgery. The surgeons at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, saved her life. In fact, she died three times on the operating table. Whoa. Once for each of those douchebags. Who yeah, were she fine. was like, you know what? I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> Talk about a mar- martyr. She yeah. died three times <laughs> for their sins of being fine. The doctors told my dad that she would never walk again and never be the same person mentally again. They had doubts originally that she would ever wake up from her coma. When she did come to, my dad told her every day she was expected to make a full recovery. Mm-hmm. He lied to her. He said, you're yes. expected to make a full recovery. He didn't let the doctors tell her anything about her condition. After a year of intense physical therapy and months being confined to a wheelchair, she began walking on her own. Aw, sweetie. It's like reverse gaslighting. Yes. It's like gaslighting for good. Yeah. A year after the wreck, she had a medical checkup with the Mayo Clinic. She walked in the front door. Yes. The head nurse on her case fainted. To this To this day, her case is taught in medical classes. The surgeon who did her surgeries literally wrote the textbook on the procedures he did. Today, nearly eight years later, she's essentially made a full recovery. While it's absolutely insane that three of the five of us walked away with minor injuries, it's nothing short of a miracle that all of us survived. To me, this is the um, um... to me, this is the most unbelievable survival story of all. Wow. That's pretty cool, but it doesn't yes. always end that way. But it's I just thought it was crazy. Do you think that maybe the fact that they had all been sleeping helped because their bodies I, kind of stayed relaxed? I have to tell you. I have to tell you, Chris. Please, please. That crossed my mind. Oh, well. I did think that, that maybe it was because that thing of like, you can't react, you can't yeah. clench up. You like can't. babies when they fall out of windows. <laughs> You know how they do. They do. I mean, that's a thing where they talk about how, like, kids are able to sort of fall out of, like, two-story windows uh-huh. and they don't get that injured because they don't, when they're little... They don't clench They up. don't know to have the fear that they're in danger, and so they tend to not break all their bones because... But you would think that our our anatomy or our, we're programmed that the fear should, the fear should serve a purpose... But you're saying it makes it worse. Like being scared and clenching up makes your injuries worse. But normally you have physiological reactions to help you. Like like the flight or or flight. Right. Flight Flight or or flight. Flight of beer. Um, Do they do flights of beer? I'm sure they do flights of beer. They They, do flights of wine. Yes, they do. And this is just an interesting little thing from Guinness. Mm. This is the fastest car crash survival. The fastest car crash anyone has ever survived took place on uh, 17 November, those Guinness, 1966, at the Bonneville Salt Flats near Wendover, Utah. Land speed record racer Art Arfons was piloting his jet-powered green monster. What? At around, wait for it. I'm ready. 610 miles per hour. No. This is a thing. Yeah. When the bearings on the right front wheel seized sending the car tumbling for more than a mile across the flats. Whoa. Tumbling for a mile. A mile. Arfons was pulled from the wreckage, dazed and bloodied, but astonishingly, astonishingly turned out to have suffered only cuts, bruises, and friction burns from the Salt Lake's rough surface. Art Afrons built the green monster himself, bolting the afterburning J-79 jet engine from an F-104 Starfire, Starfighter to a homemade metal frame 
and the steering gear from an old truck. Wow. The process was made all the more difficult by the fact that the J-79 engine, which he bought from a military scrapyard, was classified at the time. Holy And no manuals cow. or technical information was available. You can read all about this guy, Art Arfons. He made a, he made a lot of cars that were called the Green Monster. Yeah. And raced them and then went into... Um, Tractor pulling, okay. which I guess is a thing yeah. where you pull a tractor with a car. Is that what it is? I've I heard mean, of tractor pulling, but I never realized yeah, they thought about what I it mean, was. I mean, I know not much more than you, okay. Joe, which is not much. It okay. Seems. Yeah. No, 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 it's not. But um, it's it's a sort of interesting, I mean, it's a very interesting story. But yeah, so that those are the extremes of car crashes. I mean, those are great stories. I didn't want to tell a story where everyone died. No, I've, we've got plenty of those. We have enough of those. I mean, I don't think people want to hear those. Yeah. I mean, we, and we've all been in car crashes, right? Yes. Yeah. I've, I've been in a lot of car crashes. I've been in, I've been at fault and I've Same. had them crash into me. Same. And I've uh, luckily not been injured. I know. It's, I mean, it's, it's like insane that you're sending your kid out there going, yeah, you'll, most likely be in a car wreck at some point. Have fun. Good luck. Strap in. I always think it's a, you know, I've come across so many people in the, uh, that will, when they travel as adults, not take flights together because they're right. worried. Like as parents, they'll be like, well, we're taking separate flights. And I'm like, um, <laughs> but you all, get, I mean. But you all get in the car together you all every get in the day. Car together. Right. I mean, really, you don't need to take separate flights. Like the the, the risk of that is. It's, it's so... Yeah, they do that with, like, the president and the vice president. You don't need to do that. Yeah, like, right. you don't have to. I mean... Also, wouldn't you feel horribly guilty? I mean, I guess that's not a reason not to die, but, like, if you're in the one that didn't crash, I don't know. That would be really awful. I mean, I'd feel... Better. Better, like, I guess. Dead, I guess. Because there's one parent left. But then do they... When they when they travel with their kids, do they split the kids up? Do the kids go with one parent? Like, what do they do? Yeah, it's like, how do you figure that one it's, out? It's really morbid. It's kind of weird. Yeah. It's, it's like when my mom... Um, when I used to house sit for my parents, when they go on vacation, and yeah. my mom, before the flight, would point out to me where her good costume jewelry was in case, you know... <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's our lawyer's business card. Yeah. And here's the good costume jewelry. The good costume jewelry. The good costume jewelry. jewelry. It's good to know, though. Wow. So, that was, yeah. I mean, that was great. I mean, there's probably a lot more kinds of accidents I could have done, but I was just doing the general, like, you know, I'm sure there's, like, stuff about black ice and... Oh, we're going to get into all of that. But I figured we'd get into all of that at a different time when it's, you know, more appropriate. When it's black ice time. When it's When someone has a story about smuggling in diamonds that they call black ice. And then we're going to... How to survive... Skidding on black ice. Let's wait and for black selling ice. black ice. Let's wait for black ice season. Let's wait for black ice season. <laughs> black ice is probably like a dentine flavor or something, right? Oh, it surely is. Does dentine still exist? I don't know what I'm I talking about. I think it does. Anyway, we're we're getting into the weeds <laughs> yes, a little bit, and we're we're it's time for a break. Yeah, let's take a break. And we're going to be back with a very special guest. Oh, can't wait! I'm so excited. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, he pointed to me, so I guess I'm doing it. Welcome back hey. to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Christine, how was your break? I enjoyed myself. I did some perusing on my phone. Yeah? Yeah. Is that what you call scrolling? I call it perusing. Perusing? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That makes it sound less idiotic. It, it was it was still pretty idiotic, I'll admit it, but I enjoyed myself. Well, we just talked about how to survive a car accident, and now we're going to talk about how to survive a bicycle accident with our very special guest. You know him from Comedy Bang Bang, Scott Ackerman. So Hello. Excited. Hi, Scott. Scott. L- let me just clarify. Yes. This involves a car. I don't know if that throws oh, God damn what it. you're doing here or no, not, no. but uh, do we need to re-record no, this? Here, let's re-record this. <laughs> I Let's re-record everything. I do, Another I gotta, silent I, I three, two, do, one. I have to do different research now. No, it's all good. You know, we'll just, it's, all, it's fine. By the we'll, way, Garen, why did you do the three, two, one? Like, you pressed record. You could have just said, okay, we're recording. Instead, you did a three. <laughs> because he thinks he's in television in the 50s. <laughs> we can re-record the first hour. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll just do that all over again. Yeah. Scrap it. Yeah. Do a whole new thing. We have literally nothing else to do. Or <laughs> yeah. we could say it actually makes it better. Oh. oh glass half full. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I say every time I say your name now? What's that? Mr. Scott. (laughs) I can't stop it. (laughs) Mr. Scott. (laughs) uh, Danielle was on my show recently. Comedy uh, Bang Bang. And Susie Barrett did a very funny character. As a potato. As a potato. Who would call Scott? Mr. Scott. Mr. Scott. (laughs) (laughs) It was just so, I can't stop. It's hysterical. Hysterical. Hysterica. Okay, so... (laughs) You have a story that apparently involves a car also. And human beings. And human beings. Okay. And this the story earth, has I guess, everything. The air. <laughs> Does it have all the elements? Fire? Water? I drank some water. I'm okay. sure I did. I must have. Okay. Although fire, I don't know. But the earth, definitely. What are the four elements? Earth, earth wind, and fire? wind, no, fire, not wind water. No, wind is not one. Well, wind is air. Earth. Or, okay. Earth, wind, and fire. Earth, the band wind, and fire. Was the band? And water. Was and earth, funky, wind, and fire yes. the band also present? I think they were. I mean, in spirit, this is 1980, so, I mean, they would have been on the charts. Was, was the restaurant Currently? Earth, Wind, and Flower also part of it? <laughs> Where is that? Uh, in Santa Monica. In Santa Monica. Okay. Yeah. West Side. I don't, no, I don't fuck I, with the West Side. I, I know. I know. Um, so, this, did you say 1980 or 80s? The oh. actual 1980. On the So, dot. you were but a mere child. I was. As, as I recall, uh, Ronnie Reagan was running for president. Well, yeah. <laughs> did people call him Ronnie Reagan? They did, yeah. Anytime you were trying to make fun of him, it would be like, well, Ronnie Reagan. I, I don't, don't remember, remember that. that. <laughs> That's fascinating. That's so good. Well, you, you guys are so young. Yeah, but we I mean, are. We, we, are. Are. we mean, heard this though from our parents. Yes, I was sure. going to say, I definitely heard a lot of my mom being mad at other Democrats who were voting for him. Really? Interesting. Well, because that was, he turned the tide of like a lot yeah. of Democrats voted for him. Apparently. California was red at the time. Oh, oh that's wow. true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you okay. California native? I am. I grew up here, yes. Oh, nice. Orange County, right? 
Orange County. This, this story, I have to say, takes place in Orange County. Ooh, We're getting closer. Set the scene. <laughs> We're getting closer to you telling the story. You're just We're going to just us- go around the edges <laughs> until finally we get there. <laughs> okay, so 1980, you're, you're still in grade school, I'm going to say. I am still in grade school. Thank you very much, Daniel. Yeah. I appreciate that. And, well, I'm just, uh, I'm just doing no, the I, math. I'm yes, guessing you're only a couple of years older than me, so... Uh yeah. yeah. I guess. I don't know. I would have thought more, but Okay, okay. let's let's say you're ten years older than me. Why okay. not? <laughs> you look really good or I look really horrible. No, I think you look great. Okay. And, uh, I look horrible. Okay. Um Okay, so let's see, I'm in tenth grade. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm ten years old. Okay. In fifth grade. Yes. Um okay, so uh, one thing you should know about this story is is that it involves sunglasses and a very specific type of sunglasses. Uh, I'm intrigued. The mirrored aviators came out around this year. Okay, at this least is... in Orange County. Okay, so Orange County is ahead of the curve in in reality. Really? When did? Well, I don't know. I'm just thinking. Isn't it? Isn't it uh, like Top Gun? Aren't those mirrored? Yeah. No, they, show, they, they remember the show yeah. Cops or the show Chips? Um, Chips. 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 Cops. Yeah. Chips. Didn't they have those aviators? Oh yeah, because they're they cops. That's what cops did, have. Yeah. 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 You're right. Uh, uh, all I know is up till then, sunglasses were merely darkened lenses, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then suddenly, new technology in the supermarket of my my hometown. There were these sunglasses that you could see your dang reflection in. <laughs> uh, and then people are checking out their hair in your face. Right. Right. And I just thought these were the coolest things. I was like, I got to get myself a pair. I believe they must have been about $1.50, $2, something like Ooh. that. Yeah. This is a lot. This yes. Is, this yes. is a two-allowance purchase. Really? Yeah. Well, you got 75 cents a week? Something around 75 okay. cents a week, yeah. So, but I got these mirrored sunglasses. I was so happy. I thought I looked really cool. And the thing about the mirrored sunglasses is you could not see the person's eyes in them because they right. were literally mirrored. So you, all you could see was your own reflection. So I just thought this was so interesting how no one could tell oh. your, no one could tell, you know, your, your, what your eyes were doing. No one could tell, like, if you were squinting at them mm-hmm. or if you were angry. And in fact, I started thinking about like, wow, no one can even tell if you have your eyes open or closed. Like oh, I could be, yeah, I could okay. have my eyes closed, yeah, and no one would even know it. I could just be talking to someone with my eyes closed, and they would be thinking that my eyes were open. <laughs> what a sap! <laughs> <laughs> the perfect con. You're fooling them all. <laughs> this is like the thoughts of a sociopath. Yes. Oh, like, no wait, one can I... see my expressions. <laughs> oh. They don't know what's going oh, on. You're talking about the other guy I was talking to. No, no, no. He's normal. He's an egotist looking at his oh, reflection. You're a sociopath. Okay. Um, so I so I was riding my bike <laughs> thinking about this. <laughs> and I Is this a is this a huffy? Is it the bike with the handlebars? Is it a banana seat? I need to These see. are good questions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this was before I got the huffy. Oh, okay. Um, the Huffy was a kind of shitty Huffy that my dad and I like restored and got new handlebars and the cool like grips mm-hmm. and all the and painted and all this kind of stuff and it was stolen probably a month after oh. I did all that because I left it unlocked everywhere. So mm. which back in the time yes, you could it wasn't so much. Yeah. So this is beforehand. This was probably the banana seats with the giant yes yeah handlebars. Okay. So. 
so I and, and by the way, back back in 1980, you know, where I grew up, it was the suburbs, and there was just no cars anywhere. Okay, like there was no traffic anywhere, um, and and you just kind of were left alone to do whatever you wanted all the time. And my parents, it was just kind of like, you know, whatever you do in the afternoon, just come home around <laughs> six or whatever. You know. It's like a job. You just don't yeah. talk about it. Come home. Exactly. Throw off your tie. <laughs> Mom's dinner ready. Yeah. Just be home when the A-team comes on. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I was just kind of riding my bike around alone, which I used to do a lot. Um, and just thinking to myself. And so I was on my street. <laughs> thinking to yourself, no one can see my face. <laughs> and so on my street where I grew up, I was uh, three houses down from a park. Um, and the park was at the end of the street. Okay. And it was, and it was a uh, sort of uh, a T in a way of like the end of my street was another street that was uh, uh, perpendicular. No. Yeah, perpendicular. Yeah, perpendicular. To, yeah, perpendicular to my street. So um, I was riding my bike, and I was kind of like, man, it would be really, you know, it would be so funny is if, like, I was riding down the street, and people who were coming out of their houses were, like, looking at me going, like, wow, look at that guy with his eyes open riding his bike everywhere. But meanwhile... What I'm really riding my bike with my eyes closed, and these idiots don't even know it. Oh my god! Oh my god! These utter fools looking at me—a close-eyed person thinking that I'm an open-eyed person. I love the mind of a ten-year-old boy, a future comedy writer. Oh my god! So in, in. so I thought, well, I got to do this scientifically, though. Okay, I can't just I can't just ride around with my eyes closed, okay? Because you know I'll crash into the street that's that's perpendicular. Okay, so well, you had some forethought. I, I okay. have to do I have to do this in a scientific manner. Okay. So what I did was I went to the end of my street, and I said I'm going to count how many seconds it is until I get to my house, which is three houses away from the park. Gotcha. And then. Um, I'm going to go back and I'm going to do it again with my eyes closed. And when I count to the second, I'm going to open my eyes and I'll be at my house. It's almost like, um, like, uh, what do you call it when you just like a transporter? Like, you know, you just count, you open your eyes and there you are. Like on your dad's show? Yeah, kind of like that. I know. I was like, what is that called? Because I was thinking of the, because then I was thinking of the fly. Oh yeah, the fly. Yes. How he gets from one place to another. So isn't is that he called flies, a transporter? Usually. No, he doesn't fly until he becomes the fly. When he's just wait, wait. So when the fly was it was the purpose of the machine that he built to be a teleporter? Yeah, tele. Yes, yes, teleporter, oh, okay. not transporter. But instead, he gets trapped in there with with a, a fly. A fly. And, they fly. Both, and they both transport. Or they both get merged together. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't realize the the, pur- the purpose of the machine. I could was be to wrong, teleport. but I think that's like what it teleportation is. to teleportation. Places. I'm okay. right. I'm right. I got a science fiction thing right. Okay. okay. All right. Great. I couldn't think of the word transporter or Star Trek. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Otherwise, you're doing great. You ever, you, you ever get to go on that bridge? <laughs> <laughs> I've been on a Star Trek cruise. Oh, a cruise, really? Mm-hmm. To what end was your? No end. 
did, it was a five-year mission. <laughs> um, was your, it just felt your, like it. Oh, you you just felt like it. So it was no, no, no. I meant it. It, it just felt like five oh, years. I, was it with your father or was it? it yes, this oh, wasn't okay. something I, was, I did. I, I was say. <laughs> no, this was something I as a teenager I went on a Star Trek cruise with him, and he actually just went on one by himself because my mother was you know wisely was like I'm not doing that. Interesting. So and it was like ten days, something Ooh, like ten fucking days to be trapped with. Yep. Yeah, did he ever leave the cabin? Or I'm sure. Just, I'm sure he had to when he had to do his appearances right. and stuff. Yeah. But other than that, I other don't know. That, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So okay, so you were, oh, so you were going to time it. You were going to so I was going to first time it. ride count, down the street. Yeah, with my eyes open, count how many seconds it was, then go back to the start, and then do it with my eyes closed. So I did it the first time, and I counted all the seconds, and I was like, okay, I got to do it at the same pace each time. So I got. I think it was like 25 seconds to, okay. the, to the other end of my street. And I was like, okay, 25. That's good. That's a long time to have your eyes closed. It is riding a bike. Yeah. But I was I was a good, I was pretty good at riding a bike. Don't I don't want to brag necessarily. No. But I mean. uh, picked it up around uh, maybe two years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> You're an expert at this point. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, so about 25 seconds, I go, okay, this is great. And by the way, my street, you know, never any any traffic really. The only, the only... You know, it was just occasionally people would, and you would hear it, obviously, if and it was, was a car. And it was a flat street. You're not talking about going down street. a hill or anything. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it was just a totally flat suburban street. Yeah. Okay. Cars uh, were a lot louder back then. Yeah, they were. They That's were true. a lot louder. So, uh, in fact, uh, that was the same street that the, the one time there was a car was when uh, a car hit my dog on Christmas Day. <gasps> oh. oh, my God. <laughs> but this was, you know, you'd let your dog out of the house and he would just go running around up and down the street and it would be fine because there was no traffic anywhere. Yeah. I think from what I'm gathering of the dog story and this story, maybe... It wasn't as safe as you all think it was. That's you, know, you I just think let your children and your dogs out. Thematically, I think this is more of how did I survive childhood or the street? How did you and survive the street? The street? Yeah. It was Elm Street. That's the other thing. Oh, that that's I, so weird. <laughs> did the dog die? Uh, no, the dog was fine. Oh, it broke his oh. leg. Her leg. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, that makes me feel better. All right, yeah, dog's fine. Dead now. Though, right? Dead. Oh, okay. Long, long dead. dead. Okay. And in hell, I like to think. <laughs> well, it, doggy is she, hell. Is she's gone. <laughs> Where they're stabbed by burning bones instead of pitchforks. Oh, that's so cute. That is cute. So thematic. Yeah. So, uh, so, time it. it's so 25 I seconds. It. I went back to the beginning and I'm like, okay, this is going to be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to open up my eyes and I'll be right there in front of my house. Um, give or take a house, you know. Sure. But, uh, it'll all be fine. So I start biking. I close my eyes. I start biking. And I start counting it down. I'm like, 25, 24, 23, 22, 20. And then I don't remember anything after that. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and I woke up in a strange place that I'd never been before. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. And I look around, and it's my neighbors who I... I who never talked to me, who never who had never said one word to me, uh -huh. a direct next door neighbor who had a pool, by the way, and we were never invited. Over. Oh, fuck them. Um, because their children were one year older than what I can't fraternize. With and they were girls. So it was like on either side. I have I had one year older 
girls who were best friends and they oh. both had pools oh. and, they, and they made fun of me anytime they uh, well this couldn't have helped <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly, story. Yeah. so already I'm feeling embarrassment of like oh no they're going to make fun of me for whatever happened so you're in their house I'm in their house okay. yes and they're like hey we found you in the middle of the street we found you just in the middle of the street I guess oh, you crashed God. into a parked car oh oh <laughs> <laughs> And I thought I was in the middle, direct middle of the street. And I guess I had just like drifted over. Oh my God. You set it up so perfectly. I assumed it was a real car, like driving to you. No. You just crashed. Just crashed into a parked car. Oh my God. Oh. It's so hard it knocked you out. Knocked me out. And oh. then they're like, I think. <laughs> I think you need to get to the hospital because you have glass all over your face. Oh, oh no. no. And it was my prized $2 sunglasses had cracked open oh. and had had all the glass was like embedded in my face. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no. So your parents were clearly not home. They were not home, no. So, so okay. So they're like, we're just kind of waiting for your parents to get home. Uh-huh. Uh, we're glad you woke up. Uh, <laughs> Did they tell you how long you'd been out? I don't think I don't think I had the wherewithal to ask that question. Sure. So yeah. I, 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 you know, I'd like to imagine that they picked me up, took me into their house, and within <laughs> sixty seconds I woke right. up. But <laughs> it wasn't hours. <laughs> you look in the mirror and there's like daisies drawn on your face. The little girls are making fun of you. Um. So uh, eventually my parents got home and I, I was taken to the hospital and they I, I remember the doctor with tweezers just picking oh. shards of glass out of Your downfall. my face. Um, didn't have the sunglasses anymore. And then uh, everyone at school, including, you know, these neighbor girls, when they would see me, would say, oh, what happened to your face? Wow, it's an improvement. Which oh, is really nice. Scott, <laughs> Mr. Scott. Um, okay, I have so many questions. Did did you have so then you had to explain to everybody what happened? Did you explain to your parents yes, how and you, the neighbors and the hospital? No, okay, no, I I kept I kept that a secret because my parents <laughs> thought I was dumb and uh, <laughs> dumb and stupid at the same time. So, Both, right. So so there were a lot of a lot of things that I kind of kept. A secret Aww. for years and years, and didn't and, and didn't tell them until I was a grown adult. There, there was the time when I um, woke up and thought it was really funny. I, I just got a red <laughs> marking pen, and I thought it was really funny to put dots all over my face. And then I was like, "Hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to come downstairs and." you know, play a really funny joke. Right. Everyone's going to think I'm, I have measles. Right. And then I forgot I did it. <laughs> <laughs> like enough time passed that I just forgot. So when, so when I finally came downstairs and my mom said, what's going on with your face? And I was like, what? And, and sold it. <laughs> sold it so much that they thought it must have been real because I had totally forgotten. How did? How long was it happened. before you? Like, what were you doing? Taxes? Like, how long did it take you to get? I was doing my parents' taxes at the time. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what would take you so long and distract you so much that you forget you put red dots on. I have face. no idea, but I was just like, you know, maybe I went back to sleep after I died. Okay. I don't remember, but I, 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 I just had forgotten it. So I was like, there's nothing wrong with my. What do you mean? <laughs> My face and they're like and by the time they were like you have red dots all over your face i think you might have 
chicken pox or uh-huh. something like that, I was like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. <laughs> and so we went to the doctor. The oh. doctor, <laughs> the doctor kind of took a look at me and was like, <laughs> I think I have just the thing. Took out a scrub brush and some soap and just no, just took it off. And they were like, so did you do this? And I was like, no. And they. <laughs> They believed me because of just how good my acting was. Or it wasn't even acting the first time they asked. So they assumed it was my brother. And, oh. And he got into trouble for it. Uh, <laughs> and it was years and years and years before I was like, hey, I have to tell you that I was the one who did the oh red dots. God. Were they, like, dumbfounded? Yeah. They were like, we've thought he did that for 10, 15 years at this point. Oh, yeah. my God. So, so yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was a dangerous... <laughs> kind of childhood, um, especially living with a lunatic like my brother. But um, one time he ran over my foot and was like... With a car? With a car, yeah. He was like, don't tell mom, don't tell mom. <laughs> I was like, I think something's wrong. He's like, just walk it off. <laughs> but do not tell mom what happened. I'm like, I I, I think I'm this is the time to, I'm going to have to yeah, tell I'm mom. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Yeah, and it broke Did he foot. somehow blame it on you? Uh, I mean, it was one of those things where it was like he was dropping me off at the library. I was doing volunteer work at the library. Nerd. Good guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you think he's a nerd? Well, I'm just saying it goes with the persona I've been told about. <laughs> um, and he was dropping me off. He used to drive. He, he drove my parents a uh, really long station wagon, and he would drive like 80 to 90 miles down oh, suburban, an hour yeah. down suburban streets. That's tracks like, as an older brother thing. Yeah. You know. So anyway, he was dropping me off, and I um, said, okay, bye. And I hadn't shut the door yet, and I was I was there by the back wheel with my right foot about to shut the door, and he just, like, started driving. <sighs> drove onto my foot, and I was like, ah, ow! And so he's like, oh, and drove forward even more. Oh! And cracked, and then you just hear, like. Oh, Jesus, and, oh, Jesus. And then he backed up and, and got off of it. And he was just like, walk it off. <laughs> just walk. You're fine. You're fine. Don't tell mom. Oh Don't tell god. mom. Oh, my god. Yeah, we all had older brothers. Like, like yeah. My brother for sure stole my mom's car and then wrecked it. Really? Yeah. I mean, stole is, you know. I mean, can you really steal from a family? Before? Right. I mean, he took it without permission and then wrecked it. So, yeah. Oh, my Does god. Oliver drive? Oliver's 14. Does he drive? Yes. Is what I asked. <laughs> yes. He does. He does. He drives a tractor trailer. Really? Yeah. Oh, he does tractor pulls. He does tractor pulls. We talked about that in the first half. Oh, we don't really know what it is. Scott, thank you so much for being here. That That's story a great was story. Lots un- of good stories. Yeah. Really good stories. Like how to survive yeah. childhood. an 80s childhood. Yeah. I'm, we're all here. Yeah. How to survive your brother. How to survive being stupid. Well. Yeah. But I love that you thought it was a comedy bit. You were like, this is going to be hilarious. <laughs> it's just, you know. And I and I don't think anyone was even on the street to see me. So I, I don't right, know why. You were picturing it. But I think I was also like thinking the next step would be to do it around a lot of people <laughs> in a more crowded <laughs> environment. So I'm glad that I never got to that. Um, okay, well, we should end this show, right? No. We've been just talking and talking We're going to keep it going. But it's been a this lot of fun. a three-hour podcast. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for this coming. This was really thank you for great. Having me. I'm I'm uh, hoping that you know this episode serves as an inspiration to other. <laughs> I think it will. Stupid idiot ten year olds. Yes, well, I'm sure it will. My, my core audience. This idiot is a podcast for ten year olds. And we will be right back with what we learned today. Stick around, Danielle. Yes. Are you ready to learn what we learned? 
I, I want to relearn what we learned. Even a can of soup can be deadly. Don't die for your chowder. No. Life hammer. Save your life with a life hammer. Yeah. Yeah. TM. How are they not our sponsor? Really? I just sounded like Jimmy. <laughs> Didn't I? Like that, we're, that anger at the end? How are they not our sponsor? Well, that's anger my, that's equals my, Jimmy. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. my Jimmy Pardo impression. Maybe if, maybe if we contacted them. Maybe if we ever made an effort, they could be our sponsor. You know, I'm going to call them today. I'm not kidding. I'm going to look for the link today. I I feel out. like I did an at on them at Twitter and oh, was okay. like, hey, you're a move, Life Hammer. And they were like, <laughs> silence. The onus is on you. Um, remain calm. Yes. Smear the deer. Oh, that poor deer. If you are in an accident, turn off the engine and do not smoke. Right. Any and all running away from a burning car must be in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Tractor pulling is a motorsport which requires antique or modified. Oh, you know what? Never mind. It's a hillbilly sport. <laughs> uh, speaking of, yes. I feel like Garen and I have relatives who could have crashed into each other. <laughs> you're saying some Kimmels and some um, whatever your last name is. Some Kimmels and some cockerels. Completely blanked. Some Kimmels and some cockerels. Yeah, have t-boned each other in on a dirt in more ways. road somewhere in more ways than one. Yes. Got it. Okay. Kimmels and cockerels. And there's Cartwrights, too, in my family. That's my other name. Cartwright sounds actually very high. It, aren't aren't the uh, people in Dynasty the Cartwrights? No. No. Cartwrights is, I think... Oh, no. Cartwrights is, is Bonanza or something. Yeah. Okay, yeah. never that mind. Tracks, yeah, right? yeah, that tracks, Yeah, that tracks. Okay. That tracks. <laughs> okay. I mean, that sounds like dueling Western families. Yes. The Kimmels and the Cockrells. Yeah. Carrington. 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 Yeah, Carrington is a lot... world away. world away from Cartwright. Yeah. Uh, you're better off taking separate cars than separate flights, right? Because you're more likely to be in a car accident. Much more. But what if? Oh, what if you took separate cars and then those cars crashed into each other, like the Garens and the I mean the Garens, the Cockrells and the Kimmels? <laughs> I just feel like you should be a clan named the Garens. Yeah. The Garens. Um, well, that was a great episode. We learned a lot. We had so much fun. We had so much fun with Scott. He's hilarious. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's you know he's. He's Scott. He's, He's awesome. professionally funny. Yeah, he is professionally funny. That's true. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. You know where to find us on all the social medias, yes. right? You know to get our merchandise at podhattersurvive.com. Yes. And like us. Yeah. Follow us. Do all the things that you do. And we've been seeing pictures of people posing with their merch, and it's very exciting. I love it. It feels really Someone exciting. Someone had a mug. There's some t-shirts. It's very exciting. So post them. Thank you so much. Thanks. And remember... Remain Remain calm. calm.